is the Business of Reselling podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Oman. Hey everyone, it's uh, episode 35 of the Business of Reselling podcast. Okay, I know at the end of the last episode, I said that this episode would be about experiments with keywords on eBay, but honestly, I'm a little behind in my experimentation, um, so I'm going to save that for a future episode, probably the next one. Um, but what I've started to do is run some experiments with adding um, certain keywords into some of my listings that are... Um, unlikely to show up in search. So I've, I've added a keyword that doesn't show up um, in Hot Wheels listings, but is still related to Hot Wheels in some way. And I'm inserting that in a few of my listings in different places, titles and descriptions and item specifics um, to kind of do some experiments with when and where different keywords pop up in my listings. Um, so Anyway, I'll come back to that in a couple of weeks after I have um, done a little bit more experimentation with that. So I'm not quite ready to share it with you. Um, so today I'm going to talk about uh, something called vertical integration. I know it's like this totally boring business topic, um, but it's something I've been thinking about with regards to expanding our services so that we can get more inventory. More on that in a moment. I wanted to update you briefly on our Black Friday sales. It's still not Black Friday. Um, when this is published, it's still three days before Black Friday. But I start running my Black Friday sales like a week to 10 days, sometimes even more um, before Black Friday. As soon as I start seeing other companies advertising for it, that really puts it top of mind for me. And I start to um, put discounts in my store. Now, if you're curious about what my Black Friday sales strategy is and the tactics that I employ to try and increase sales during this time of year, you'll want to check out my last episode, episode 34, which I've linked to in the show notes. Um, so have a listen to that. And if you're thinking, how am I going to amp up my own sales for Black Friday? Listen to that episode, as well as episodes 14 and 15 of my podcast, and try out some of those tactics and see if they work for you. Um, they work pretty well for me. So, so far, our Black Friday sales have looked really strong. Um, I have almost the entire store on sale. There's a couple of categories that I'm going to add just for the Black Friday weekend. I'm going to go like Thursday to Tuesday um, on those categories. But otherwise, I probably have at least 80% of my store on sale right now. Those discounts are pretty deep. Um, all of them were launched by uh, last the start of last weekend. And they are working. So our sales have uh, by volume have gone up about I would say about 25 to 30% over the few weeks prior. I'm pretty happy about that. I um, mean, we're moving a lot of old inventory uh, that I don't really want around anymore. We're also moving some low value items, which is always a great thing for me. Um, once an item's listed, I'm going to leave it there, but I don't like to have low value items in my inventory. As you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know, I always try to increase my average selling price and you should too. So when a $20 item leaves my store, I am thrilled about it. Uh, I'll leave it there until it sells. But um, I try not to add too many uh, items under that threshold to my store. So Black Friday sales are relatively strong. I mean, I think it's been like an hour and a half since I had a sale. Maybe we'll get one while I record this podcast. Um, anyway, go back and listen to those episodes if you're curious how uh, my Black Friday strategy can work for you. Um, now, uh, the other thing 
I have to mention is my store review contest. So for the last couple of episodes, I've been talking about this new product I'm going to be offering, which is an eBay store review, which is where I go into your uh, eBay store, look at your listings, your keywords, your photos, your titles, your store banner. And if you're willing to share it with me, some of your sales data and give you some ideas on how you can improve your store and hopefully sell your items faster. Um, that's a product I'll be offering next year, starting at $150, but I'm giving away my very first store review for free. And if you want to enter to win that store review, all you have to do is make sure that you like this video, uh, this podcast episode, subscribe to us on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash at Storage Warrior Podcast. And also leave a comment on this podcast or one of my previous videos. I will be announcing the winner on the podcast on December 12th. So you still have a couple of weeks to get your entry in. Okay. So um, you've probably heard me talk about how we're always looking for inventory. We work through our inventory really, really fast. We like to buy items in bulk. We hyper-focus when we get huge um, volumes of stuff. And that's great for efficiency and it's great for sales in our store, but it's a problem in that we never have inventory coming in fast enough um, for us to stay busy with uh, photoing and listing and sorting and organizing and all of that kind of stuff. And we've been in a drought uh, for the past month or so since we got that wonderful tool estate um, and house clear out, which was fantastic. Uh, and we loved it, but we're done and we need more inventory and having a little bit of a hard time getting it. Now, it might be the time of year. You know, clearing out a home is not necessarily something people are thinking about as we start to approach the holidays. Um, you know, school semesters are right in the swing of things. People are busy at work at this time, getting things finished before the holiday season really starts. So unless they have to, maybe people aren't thinking about downsizing or clearing out a house or things like that. But we are we are looking for inventory. So I have been thinking about offering residential junk hauling as a service within our business. Our business is called Storage Warrior. We could have an offshoot called Junk Warrior. There's all kinds of ways I could think of to kind of um, position a service like this. But I was thinking about junk hauling as a way to acquire inventory on a more regular basis. Um, so this idea of integrating a related service into an existing business is something in the world of business that we call vertical integration. It's such a boring phrase, honestly. Um, if you're curious what vertical integration is, so according to The Balance, and I've linked to this in the show notes as well, vertical integration is a business strategy in which a company controls multiple stages of its production process and supply chain, minimizing or eliminating the need for outside entities. So one of the ways that we sometimes acquire inventory is through junk haulers. We know a few who occasionally stop by our warehouse. Um, we're always trying to network and connect with more junk hauling services, um, you know, and pay them for their time. So if they're willing to stop by our warehouse and let us go through their trucks while they're on their way to the dump, we could potentially buy things directly out of the trucks. And we've done it before. Um, and this reduces their tipping fees and also puts a little bit of extra money in their pocket. So it's a bit more profitable for the junk haulers. Problem is, it's extremely inconsistent. So they often don't have time to call us um, or they forget to call us um, or they're hauling all kinds of things that are not 
uh, good for our business and they know that. So there's all kinds of reasons, um, but we just, we're not getting inventory in a consistent way. However, we also know that junk haulers are throwing out fantastic stuff all the time. And we would like to be able to intercept more of that junk. So because junk haulers are part of our sourcing supply chain, I thought maybe we could integrate that service into our existing business and hopefully have um, more frequent access to some potentially great inventory for our online store. Um, so our struggles to find this reliable and consistent sourcing, sourcing method continue um, and I just wonder if residential junk hauling is something that we should offer. So on today's episode, I just wanted to verbalize some of the pros and cons of expanding your services and also ask you if this is something you have thought about or maybe even tried. And if you have tried it, how did it work for you to help you scale up your reselling business? So thinking about some of the pros of offering junk hauling, first of all, there's greater control. So we have more control over what inventory we t- what inventory we keep what uh, when we source it how frequently we take these jobs my sense although i need to do a little more research is that there's probably a lot of um, room in this market even though a lot of people offer junk hauling in Vancouver there's tons of companies there seems to be no shortage of demand for the service so i do think that we could get clients And hopefully enough that we could um, pick and choose the jobs that we take so that we can go after the specific types of inventory that we want. And we don't have to wait for other junk haulers to make time for us because they are in the business of just getting their truck empty as fast as possible. And I understand that they don't always want to or are not able to take the time to stop by our warehouse. So we think we could have a little bit more control over our supply chain if we were offering residential junk hauling ourselves. And we could specify only residences, storage units, um, garages, um, just to, you know, avoid things like getting called for like drywall removal and things like that, because obviously that's not going to be um, good for our core business. So there's that pro. There's also reduced costs. And with reduced costs should come increased profitability. We can charge for the service of junk removal and acquire the inventory as well to sell versus paying junk haulers for the stuff. So it's kind of a way to get paid to acquire inventory, although it does come with additional labor costs and um, additional time spent to sort through all of that junk. In the end, we could also end up with better product quality overall, being more picky about what we choose for resale. Uh, Sometimes we buy something from someone who comes by the warehouse just because we don't want to waste people's time. If you're going to bring some stuff to my warehouse, I'm going to do my best to make a deal with you because I really appreciate the fact that you've come all the way down there with some stuff and ask us if we want to buy it. So I'll try to buy stuff, but sometimes I end up buying stuff that I'm not really sure that I want, things that are like long tail inventory or lower value items because I just really want to show the person that I appreciate them coming by, but it's not necessarily ideal inventory for our store. So if we were doing residential junk hauling ourselves, then I wouldn't have to worry about that. So there would be no guilt. (laughs) Um... So those are some of the pros, um, some of the things that make me kind of excited about offering that service. The cons, increased capital. 
if this was something that there was a lot of demand for and we got a lot of calls, we would need a tipper truck. Um, we only have a pickup right now. So if we ne- had larger loads, we would need a larger vehicle or we would be renting like U-Hauls all the time when we needed them. So there's a capital cost that we'd have to consider. We have the money. We could buy a truck. Having access to the money isn't the problem, but is that something I want to spend thirty or $40,000 on? I'm not sure. As well, offering an additional service comes with higher operating costs. If we have physical constraints or time constraints, because we are still trying to operate our core business and we have very limited staff, then we would probably have to hire laborers to do the job um, and obviously pay those people fairly. So that's an increased operating cost that I have to make sure uh, comes with enough inventory to make it worthwhile to hire additional employees. As well, we might get jobs we really don't want. Like even if I say I only want to do residential junk hauling, that might still mean getting like a house that's full of damaged furniture. It could mean um, a hoarding, a nasty hoarding situation. It could mean a lot of residential garbage. I don't mind dealing with that stuff, but I don't want to get job after job after job that's just trash because then we're becoming a core junk hauling service and it's not ultimately what we want. I want to be using this as a method for sourcing inventory. And of course, this is not our core competency. We don't want to end up doing a lot of labor work ourselves when it's not the thing that we know best. And it's also not what we're passionate about. So I don't want to lose my enthusiasm for the business by having to spend so much time doing junk hauling, which is something I personally don't really want to do. So those are some of the cons. So I'm thinking about this as an ongoing method for sourcing, and I really want to know how what you think about it. Do you think we should add residential junk hauling to our services? Have you ever tried this approach? I was also thinking about how a service like this might work in a less urban area. Um, we've been, you know, kind of tossing around the idea of getting out of Vancouver. How far out we would go depends on a lot of factors. Um, but is this something that we could move to a different area if we decided to do that? Um, Would it work in a less populated region? I'm not sure. But it could be an option to consider even for you if you live in a smaller community and you're looking to increase your own sourcing um, if you're struggling to find inventory in your area. Because I have heard um, from sellers that live in more rural areas that sourcing can be um, a big challenge there as well. I think we all run into this challenge sort of no, no matter where we live. Um, so what do you think? Uh, leave a comment. Let me know. Leaving a comment will enter you into the contest to win an eBay store review. And I'm really curious about your opinion uh, on this type of vertical integration, if you think we should do it, or if you know somebody who has done it successfully or not. What was the story there? So my experiment with searchable keywords is going on now. Um, and hopefully by the time I'm coming around to doing the next episode, that will be finished and I'll have some interesting results to report to you. Otherwise, if I'm not done, I will do the next episode on something else. But don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can just go to businessofreselling.com and get all the audio versions that way. But don't forget, if you want to um, check out some of the additional video content that I post, as well as get entered into the store review contest, you do have to like and subscribe at youtube.com slash at storage warrior podcast. And of course, 
as is so apropos for this uh, episode, we're always buying. You should know that by now. If you hook us up with a great pick in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, Washington State, maybe Idaho, and of course here in our home of British Columbia, Canada, we will make sure you're handsomely rewarded with a gift. So keep us in mind if you hear of anybody who's liquidating. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>